0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. I would like to welcome you to episode 325 of the Unpopular Podcast. This is the man, the myth, the legend, Jalen Hunter. And here at the Unpopular Podcast, I'm not really asking you to agree with me. I'm asking you to hear me out. Nearly throughout this entire year, our brains tried to not see what we were seeing. And I am a victim of this. Our brains tried to convince us and didn't allow us to accept what was true. You see, rankings rankings hold a lot of weight in, in, in college basketball and college football, but in college basketball. And when you have a team, in fact, you saw this in two different sectums, And you saw this two different ways. You saw this with the number one ranked team coming into the season, which is North Carolina. And you saw the team that what didn't even come into the season ranked in UConn. You see, when you have that number one preseason ranking, you think, a lot of people think that this should be your year. Or you should have something to say about who makes it or who ultimately wins the national championship. But when you come into the season unranked, you really shouldn't have a case at all. It's just like you're not part of the top 25, so it doesn't really matter. Doesn't mean that you're not good enough to at least make the tournament, but usually you usually. Y- y- if you're not in that top 25, you shouldn't, you don't have a say so in who wins. You see, we let last year and some of this year dictate how we, how, I, let me, let me just speak for myself. I let last year and some of this year dictate how I felt about UConn. Last year, they got upset in round one, I believe in the, in the tournament this year they started off incredible and then had like they went six for eight or something they, like they lost i think six straight or something like that and i was thinking to myself this team is too inconsistent this team at his height is really good but it's too inconsistent and i think and one thing that you know about the national championship and one thing that you know about you know teams is you have to be consistent at the right moments it doesn't matter if you're consistent in the top of the season. It kind of doesn't matter if you are consistent at the end of the season. It's only if you're consistent in the in March. So as we sit here today, I'm here to say that I was wrong about UConn. And congratulations to UConn for winning the national championship. You see, again, I let my brain. Uh, one thing that I I I am I admit is that my brain st- sticks on things, sticks to things that may or may not be that important. Again, I was so hell bent. I I was so focused on yo. UConn is so inconsistent. UConn, how do you? I think they peaked at number two. Like, they were ranked all the way up to number two, but then yet they went on a mean losing streak. And I'm like, how how do we consider, how can we consider this team to be a national champion if they can't even get it right in the regular season? You see, that's what my brain was stuck on, not the fact of this team is probably the most complete team in college basketball. From, from the top of the the top of the uh from the from the top of the roster to the bottom it is one of the most complete teams in college basketball not the fact of they can beat you in multiple ways they can beat you like shooting the ball shooting threes they can beat you putting in the paint they can beat you in the mid range they can beat you so many ways or the fact of their coach is one of the 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 most Slept on coaches In Was it Dan 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 Hurley One of the most slept on coaches In college basketball You see what, What 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 UConn did Throughout this entire tournament Was show people Dan Dan Hurley Was show people Just exactly how good they are they had one of the most dominant runs in college in in March Madness history. I don't think they lost a game. Or every game they've won, they've won by 13 or more points. Even in the national championship, south out to San Diego State, right? San Diego State, a team that again nobody expected to be here. Even though if you looked at their defense in the regular season, uh, they or in yeah, the regular season, they they were an incredible defensive team, don't get me wrong. And I didn't know they could score enough to make it to the national championship. I knew that their defense can lend them to to be in the national championship. But you need some type of scoring and and while, you know, they had Bradley and 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 what Trammell, they, It it it's not the same, you know. But every single time you looked at UConn in this entire tournament run, they looked drastically different than their opponent, whether it was Iona, whether it was Gonzaga, whether it was Miami. They looked drastically different. And they looked drastically different against San Diego State. There was no way. I know San Diego State went on like a they – were, they were they had like a four-point lead or six-point lead or something. And at no time did I think UConn was going to lose that game. No time did I think that. He, uh, UConn was up by like damn near 20 points. No, I think they were up by like 17, 18 points. And San Diego State cut it all the way to five, I think. At no point did I think they were gonna lose this game. And that's no offense to San Diego State, but everything when you're watching when you're watching basketball and watching a game, you can see things materializing. And when you watch the national championship, every every single point outside like the first two, every single point for San Diego State was tough. Every single point. Tough leaners. Tough three-pointers. Uh, if they were able to score in the paint, tough paint points. They, it it was tough. Now, one thing that... There, there was only one uh, fear I had for UConn. And that was what I saw in the Miami game is they turned the ball over a lot. I think they had like 20 turnovers in the Miami game, in the Final Four. And even against the national even in the national championship they had 13 turnovers but UConn a lot of this it's not just UConn let me say this it's not just UConn and and a lot of things fell in their favor and do not hear me say do not hear me say that and think that UConn wouldn't have won if it would have fared any differently. Because I think that they were good enough to win a championship. And obviously they were. But a lot of things fared in their way. A lot of things kind of lended to them making it this far or making it to the national championship. First and foremost, outside of the fact that they were just the best team, they were the better team. They, UConn caught a lot of breaks. And that's that's what you see in every championship, every single championship. We're gonna talk about the LSU in a second. LSU caught a huge break not having to play South Carolina. Now, of course, South Carolina didn't win, but they caught a huge break. I think, I think Iowa caught a huge break not having to play what uh, Stanford. If you look at the men's side. Yo, UConn caught a huge break not having to play a team like Kansas, or not having to play Houston, not making to the, not having to play in Alabama, not having to play you know Marquette again, not having to play Duke. Now, again, I think UConn was good enough to beat them, and UConn, of course, beat who they played, or who you know they beat Iona, they beat Saint Mary's, they beat Arkansas. They beat Gonzaga, but I think that they they had a break in that sense because if you look outside of maybe Gonzaga they were the bigger team in every single every single matchup against Iona against Saint Mary's against arkansas they also outside of Gonzaga they also didn't play a top tier offensive team outside of Gonzaga now. They did damn near beat Gonzaga by thirty. Yeah, don't hear me look. Don't hear me say this and think that I'm, i um, trying to to downgrade their accomplishments. That's not the case at all. UConn, there's a reason why a lot of people pick UConn to make it to the national championship before the the tourney even started. They are a good team. And just because I said they caught breaks doesn't mean that that. It 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 lowers or lessens the impact of them winning the national championship. Hell, Golden State caught breaks last year in 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 basketball. Golden State, I mean they they didn't have to play the Suns. They uh, John Morant got hurt in the Grizzlies series. You know, every team catches breaks. The goal, the um. Kansas City Chiefs caught breaks in the in the in the play in the final, I mean in the Super Bowl in the NFL. You think it maybe would have been the same, but I think things probably would have been different if, you know, Homie didn't push uh Patrick Mahomes out of bounds. Everyone catches breaks. It's just Everyone get not everyone, but a lot of people get breaks just what do you do with that break? How do you capitalize on the breaks? And and UConn did what they were supposed to do. UConn showed us again. Shouts out to UConn, man. Shouts out to to Dan uh Dan Hart Dan Hurley. You know, and, and you know it's you know why I'm not saying that they're gonna win it all next year. I'm not saying that because uh, it's very tough to repeat, as we've seen. The last time we had a repeat champion, at least on the men's side, was what? Uh, Florida. Joaquim Noah, Florida. Um, but here's why I think that they have a good shot of at least – They have a good shot of repeating. I'm not going to say they will, but they have a good shot of repeating. Because unlike the NBA, to win a national championship, you have to be able to build. Your program has to be stable. Your program has to be solid. Your program has to be good. And your program has to be appealing. You see, you can have the best player in college basketball, but that doesn't ultimately mean that you're going to win a national championship. If that was the case, look at Alabama. In fact, look at every single, not one player, not one player that made an All-American team, not one, won a national championship or made to the national championship. Go look it up. Not one player that made the National or made the all-American teams, either one, two, or three. Not one of them were on UConn or San Diego State. Basketball college basketball, you have to have a good program, and one of the biggest reasons why I think they have a shot is because they have a lot of people coming back, and not just that. Dan Hur- Dan Hur- Hurley. Built a great program. UConn has always been a great program, but but what 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 Dan Hurley has has instilled in this team, and you know we're gonna see what happens with uh, Sonogo, uh, who did win the MOP Most Outstanding Player of the tournament. We're gonna see what happens with Jordan Hawkins. He's a sophomore. Um, we're gonna see what happens with. Uh, Tristan New- Newton I know is a senior but you know we'll see if he what what happens there they have the pieces Andre Jackson already came out and said he's coming back these are all important pieces all pieces by the way outside of Hawkins that played 30 minutes or more you see you can't the question the the, the, the UConn has built a foundation, a foundation that obviously, as you see, is is a championship foundation. There's a reason why they say they were upset in the first round last year, not saying that they were going to win last year, but it was it was new. It was new. You know, they, they were just building the program. They had they 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 it was new. And now you're at the mountaintop, and if you, and again, it goes back to the transfer portal. Goes back to the last episode I was talking about. You don't have, you know, you, it's, the parity is very. There is parity in college basketball because of the transfer portal, because of NIL. But one thing that beats parity is a solid program. Yes, you can. You can again. You can have the best players. In the NBA, if you can pile the best players, you have the best shot of winning a championship. That's not the case for college basketball. You can, I mean, hell, if you look at the team altogether, I don't know if UConn had a better team than, I don't know, let's say Kentucky, let's say Duke. Um, I don't know if they had a better team than Houston or, or Alabama. And when I say better team, I mean, like, better players. Like, I don't know if they had a better team than Kansas. But a lot of those, while their foundation of their history is cool, outside of maybe, like, uh, Alabama, the current foundation is stronger for, again, while, no, I don't think they have better individual, UConn doesn't have individual players better than a Kansas or a Kentucky or a Duke. They have a better foundation, and I'm not talking about what happened years and years ago. I'm talking about now and moving forward. Yo, UConn. Then the other question that we get, or that I, the other conversation I've heard, is about the blue bloods. You know, UCLA, uh, North Carolina, Duke, Kentucky all blue bloods and and the question is is uconn a blue blood and this kind of goes back to the conversation that they were talking about with lebron james as far as do pe- does people f- do people fear lebron james when they play it doesn't matter <laughs> if uconn is a blue blood or not that is just a title and obviously it's how that means nothing because if you look at all the blue bloods this year none of them won a national championship and the one that had the best shot was what UCLA or let me say the one that got the furthest was what UCLA yeah and even UCLA lost to i think Miami right who did UCLA used to lose to let me let me go check that oh i'm sorry they lost to Gonzaga So it goes, again, it goes back to the whole LeBron James conversation. It doesn't matter if you want to title UConn a blue blood or not. UConn has done something that we haven't seen, I don't know, ever. I know somebody in the comments, if I'm wrong about this, they're going to say it, and I appreciate the correction. I think this is one of the first times uconn has won with three won a championship with three first of all this is uconn's fifth national championship since 1999 that means they have been dominant damn near all the fifth national championship since 99 and on top of that They've won, those five championships, they've won with three different coaches. Calhoun, uh, Kevin Alley, and Hurley. So it doesn't matter if if, if you want to entitle me a blue blood. It doesn't matter if people fear LeBron James. UConn stands atop of the college basketball world. LeBron James will still go down as one of the greatest, if not the greatest, basketball player of all time. Shout, shouts out, man! Shouts out to and and again, bro. And that's nothing against San Diego State, but they look drastically different. The side and 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 the coach, San Diego State's coach, even said it. They were off. They couldn't really get anything. They they were just all discombobulated, and a lot of that was most of that was because of UConn and their size and their speed. Again, UConn is one of the only teams in college basketball that can beat you multiple ways. And you look at Purdue, Zach Eady, and shout out to Zach Eady for winning the national play of the year. But Zach Eady, that is how you win. You have to go through Zach Eady, Alabama. While Alabama's a good team, you have to go through Brandon Miller, and they have to score. Like, they have to shoot three. If they don't shoot, and if they can't shoot, they don't really have much, you know, paint presence. Houston. Marcus Sasser is their most important player. Like, that's why we kept saying Houston can win if Marcus, you know, if blah, 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 blah. Kansas, if they're not hitting shots, they're not winning. And and and, and that's again, I, I <laughs> that's one thing that we saw in this entire tournament run. While yes, Sonago is UConn's best player, and he did win the most outstanding player in the tournament. I think out of all, he had four double doubles out of all six games. It wasn't just him. Again, it was it was it was Jordan Hawkins, Maryland product, by the way. Jordan Hawkins doing this thing. Donovan Klinigan, who was a Bristol a Bristol, he 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 came in and had big. He's seven two. <laughs> you know, it, it it was it was Tristan Newman, who isn't really a traditional point guard, but was playing point. It was Alex Kromben. Car- uh, Car- uh, I know I messed your name up, bro. Caraban. That's it. Caraban. Hidden clutch threes. That is that is why they won. They are the best team in college basketball. And honestly, outside of a, a, a six to eight game stretch, they've been the best college basketball team this entire year. And I'm not going to say that they're going to repeat again. But the program that UConn UConn is the model of, was the model of dominance this year. And honestly, they've been the model of consistency since, yeah, they may have had a bad season off or on. But they've been the model of consistency since 1999. So, shouts out to UConn for winning this year's national championship and winning their fifth national championship since 1999. Think about that, yo. Think about all the great players, at least college, the great players that they've had. They've had, you know, Oak they've had Richard Hamilton. They've had... Ray Allen, they had Cardiac Kimba, you know, they had uh, Napier, Okafor, boy, they've had some people, bro, Charlie Villanueva, let me not disrespect him, and now, Jordan Hawkins, Sunogo, Yukon man, congratulations to y'all. And let, let's let's move forward. So, let me talk about the positives first. Um, shouts out to LSU women for winning the national championship, beating Iowa one hundred two to eighty five. That was one of the most dominant performances. We've seen in, an, in a women's national championship ever, not the most, but one of the most dominant performances. <sighs> shouts out to Angel Reese for winning the most outstanding player in the tournament. Uh, I think she she broke the record and had the most. I think she had like thirty three double doubles, which is the most in SEC history. Um, hell, and even shouts out to Kay- Caitlin Clark. Uh, The run that she made, she did have 30 points. Um, She had 30 points and eight assists. Shouts out to the Iowa Hawkeyes because, again, they deserve to be in the national championship because they beat South Carolina, which was the prohibitive favorites. LSU. lsu dominated in almost every facet of the game bench points field goals three point percentage field goal percentage rebounding lsu dominated iowa in every way, shape, or form. And, you know, in in, in national championships or in games, it, it it can't just be your star players. Hell, we just talked about UConn. It wasn't just Sanago. Uh, even though he did win most outstanding player and he did have like 17 and 10 or something. Again, you had Newton. You had Hawkins. You had, it can't just be your best player. And while, yes... Angel Reese did have, what does she have? Angel Reese had 15 and 10, and Alexis Morgan had 21 and 9, and a lot of her 21 came in the second half in clutch situations. I think the MVP of the game was Jasmine Carson. If they, first of all, Jasmine Carson averages 8.8 points a game. She came to the national championship and scored 20. Was it 21? 21. Yeah, I think 21 points in the first court, first half. I think went seven for seven for threes. Well, yes, it's it's about moments, man. While, while Angel Reese was the best player, Alexis Morgan, you know, have the Batman Robin thing going on. They do not win if Jasmine Carson doesn't have the game that she had. She ended the game 5 for 6 for 3, 3 for 4 from the free throw line, 7 for 8 field goals, 22 points. LSU showed us why they not only deserved to be in the national championship, and but why they were... The superior team in the national championship. If and no, no if, ands, or bouts about it, you know. They left no doubt. Became, I think, the first uh, national, women's national championship to score over 100, or score a hundred or more points. <laughs> like, they dominated. Hell, one, two, three, four, five. They had five players scoring double figures and they went 11 for 17 from 3 which is which is also a crazy stat because this entire tournament the t- the LSU Tigers have struggled mightily three uh, at three at behind the behind the arc they have struggled mightily shooting the three and to come and shoot 60 64.7% is why they won the game now you can say it was because of the refs, and I do think the refs had a, m- played a major part. Um, but I don't, I don't think that if the refs were spot on and perfect, LSU still would have won. Let's just keep it a bean. Like LSU still would have won if the refs weren't bad. I do think the refs were bad, and I don't think the refs. I think the refs were bad on especially the first half. Every single foul call was on LSU, and but <laughs> in the second half every single foul call was on iowa hell caitlin clark had four um what's her name uh monica's uh seno senano she had f- i think she fouled out it was just it was very inconsistent throughout the whole game but i still think lsu won the game handedly and even if the refs weren't bad they they did what they 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 dominated. It really it felt like, you know, what it kind of felt like. It kind of felt like Iowa won their national, won their in their eyes they won their championship when they beat South Carolina. You know when when the, it's the proverbial David versus Goliath. While yes, you have Caitlin Clark, when you do something that nobody expects you to do. And some and, and there's a small party that don't expect it either. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying people go into games expecting to lose, but when you're playing a team that is sixty, I mean, thirty six and O, you don't expect. I'm, I'm You expect. Uh, you'd be shocked if you won. Not saying you don't think you can, but you'd be shocked. Especially a team as dominant as South Carolina. So when you reached, when you climb to the mountaintop and beat the team that nobody thought you could beat. And then you have to go two, uh, two days later or a day later and play another team that plays damn near or uh, plays almost completely opposite of South Carolina. It's tough. And I'm not, again, do not hear me give any, I'm not giving, a, you know, I'm not lessening LSU or I'm not making an excuse for Iowa, Iowa. No. LSU beat the everlasting dog-ish out of Iowa. And LSU was the best team. And honestly, we'll talk about that in a second. Congratulations to LSU for winning the national championship and being being one of the most dominant national champions of all time as far as their run to the national championship, as far as what they did in the national championship game, as far as Angel Reese, as far as the players that they have. And I'm not going to sp- spend on this too long. Shouts out to Kim Mulkey. I think she that she won her fourth national championship. Um... She's one of the best college she's one of the best college basketball coaches we've ever seen and her track record of winning I mean she won at LSU bringing this is LSU's first basketball national championship, both men and women and you you understand how incredible that is The men had been prime Ben Simmons uh, had Shaquille O'Neal. And this is the first time the LSU men or women has won a national championship. And she won at Baylor. Like, she's won everywhere she's went. So, you know, shouts out to Kim Mulkey. She is one of two things can be true. You can, she can, her, her on-court resume is, is, is what it is. She's one of the greatest college basketball coaches of all time. It's it's just that's just what it is. But then she can also have the off court stuff, which we will not talk about. And You cannot agree with some of the things that she does off the court, which I do not. But that I'm <laughs> I, I am I'm understanding what lane we're in. We're in the basketball lane. And right now, you know, I have to I have to be you know, I have to be respectful of, of what she is. And she is uh, one of the greatest coaches of all time and now a four time national championship champion so shout out to lsu i also want to shout out fans man and and shout out college women's college basketball as a whole you know it has for for the last couple years now college basketball women's college basketball the popularity the the attendantship the viewership has been going up and you, it it the the popularity of the sport the support of the sport has been has been on an uptick the last few years and we saw it throughout this entire run man just the 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 support and and the the fandom and and the growth of women's college basketball bro the women's college basketball i believe the game. The, the national championship had more viewers than the men's, I think. And I know that this was the most viewed women's college basketball game of all time. And I think this was the most attended women's national or college basketball or college cha- national championship game of all time. I think this for the for the women, this was I think was sold out. And it was so I was watching the game. I I love the fact that there you it feels like there is support. There is a lot of support that is being backed and 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 or that is that the the national the women's side of college basketball is getting, and you you can't deny it at this point again the most viewed national or nat- women's national championship of all time, and again. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I believe that this the the women's side had more viewers. The the women's national championship, LSU against Iowa, had more viewers than the men's. Which when does that ever happen? It was. It was great, man. It was great to see. It was great to see the the joy that people had talking about college women's college basketball. Uh the coverage, you know, shouts out to L. Duncan, shouts out to Monica McNutt, shouts out to Andrea Carter, shouts out to Carolyn Peck, shouts out to Rebecca Lobo, um everyone that was a part of the women's college tournament was great. You see, with something like that with well, something like the you have to you have to approach it with a lot of care and a lot of understanding and a lot of um carefulness because you understand how fragile it is as a sport because it's growing and you don't want to do something that you know can can taint and tarnish its its elevation and i think that the crew that that covered it the entire time was incredible I think his name is Ryan Russo. Shouts out to him. Um, so, shouts out to LSU for winning the national championship. And now, I have to talk about the other shit, man. Sports. Sports. Sports has the same effect at times that politics does. It's not supposed to, but it does. And that effect is, it'll show the true nature of somebody in certain situations. Depending on which candidate you support in a election, in a... In politics, depending if you're a Republican, depending on if you're a Democrat, whatever you are, usually politics will show you, especially a heated topic or a topic that a, a divisive topic. It is it shows you the true nature of a person or the true, yeah, the true nature of a person and how a person really views something. And the same thing with, college, with, with with sports in general. Say your favorite team is going up against their rival, right, and and your team loses. Some people are liable to say whatever they want because they're just in the moment they just feel vindicated and they feel like they need to get it out. And what they usually say is how they feel. If you needed to question, or if you ever questioned if there was racism in sports, this LSU-Iowa game should have put all those questions to bed. You see, let me first explain to people what sports are. Sports is, an, is a game of emotion. You have people playing at the highest level of whatever sport they play. And with that highest level comes bravada, or bravado, comes confidence, comes ego, comes the fact of my whole game plan was to stop you or to score on you. Or if we're talking about like boxing or fighting, to beat you and in that things are said things are done doesn't mean that you know they're bad people it means you know trash talking is a thing people love trash talking when it comes from their favorite player or when it comes from two boxers at the weigh-in or two UFC fighters at the weigh-in or trash talk you love trash talk when it suits your team or when it's from your favorite player. But what we've seen is that when trash talks comes from a player or comes from a person or comes from a team that you don't like or that may not fit the mold that you want it to fit in or that people let me not that people want it to fit in that's when people that's when people start to really talk you see you never hear anything about Steph Curry pointing at his ring in the third quarter of a of a or pointing at his ring finger at the third in the third quarter of a NBA finals Or when he shoots the ball and he turns around when the ball's in midair. In fact, we champion that. Or when LeBron James comes out and says, I feel like we're going to win because I'm the best player in the world. Whoa, okay. Or when the Memphis Grizzlies... Always got something to say, even though, you know, a lot of people say you shouldn't really be talking. They don't get vindicated. They don't get or they don't get villainized. I don't even know. Villainized is a word, but I'm going to say it. They don't get villainized. The conversation around LSU winning the championship has been a lot less about their actual accomplishment than it has been about the trash talk from Angel Reese that that was geared towards Caitlin Clark. And again, it shows people's character because nobody what Angel Reese did, of course, was the John Cena or Tony Ayo, depending on who you want to give it to John Cena you can't see me or Angel Reese I think she did it in the final four where she uh, sharpied a, a ring on her finger and she even did it against Caitlin Clark she put the ring and she said this isn't a one a one man band or one yeah one player band over here it's a team's thing boy she got killed Keith Overman has something to say. I don't even think he talks about sports anymore. Dave Port, Portnoy or whatever, the the, lead, the head of Barstool, has something to say. Which, by the way, I don't know if he's the man that should be talking about anything. Um, all year... And, and and what's ironic about this whole situation is Don Staley said this just a game ago, just a couple days ago after South Carolina lost to Iowa and how the media and how people discuss teams that they don't like and discuss teams that they can't really identify with. All year I've heard LSU is a you know a team full of thugs I've heard LSU isn't that good I've heard LSU you know their best player injury she's she's hood she's from the she's from the streets this LSU team is from the streets we know about Alexis Morgan's past and in, in Baylor she didn't deserve a second a third or a fourth chance We heard the only reason why they're winning is because they're more street and urban. You know, people love that U word urban. Hell one of the biggest I questioned almost this entire year why Angel Reese, who finished the year averaging a double double and average and having the most the most (laughs) the most double doubles in, in SEC history why she wasn't considered like even close to considered national player of the year now i'm not saying caitlin clark didn't deserve it but when you know when when we were talking about national player of the year it, it felt like angel reese just wasn't doing nothing then of course they tried to tack on well look at their out of their out of schedule conference was a week i will say that but they beat every single person they had to beat Except what two. You have to be careful. No. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to understand Angel Reese. You don't have to understand that what she did was was absolutely okay. (laughs) <laughs> and what's even funnier is the same people that's calling her, you know, a piece of shit and and classless didn't say anything about Caitlin Clark. And she did it the game before against Louisville. Oh, no, the the two games before against Louisville. She told a player, you guys are up. You guys are down 15. Shut up. She did the whole you can't see me in front of Haley Van. What? Haley Van Le- Leith. Haley Van Late, Whatever her name is. Haley for uh LS, for uh, no for v- Louisville, she did that in her like, but nobody called her classless. Nobody called her classless. And people think I'm only supporting Angel Reese because she's black. Or because she's from she's from Maryland. I'm supporting her because she deserves to be supported. And she has done nothing wrong this entire year. No one from LSU has done anything wrong this entire year. LSU deserved to be here. And they deserve to be championed. They deserve to be... To be viewed as a champion because that's what they are i don't give a damn about a trash talk. do you know this do you know the stuff that is said on a pit on a basketball court do you know the names that are being that that what she did was nothing what angel reese did was nothing compared to some of the things that are said on a basketball court preferably a male basketball court in fact you ever heard somebody block a shot what they say i'm not going to say it here but you ever heard when someone blocks a shot what they say you ever heard when lebron james is guarding somebody and you know they're not a good shooter like when patrick beverly the other day shot in front of lebron hell no hell no what Angel Reese did was nothing. And shouts out to Kaylin Clark, because Kaylin Clark came out and said that nobody should really criticize Angel Reese. She did nothing wrong. If you hoop, you know she didn't. She did nothing wrong. Angel Reese was just being Angel Reese, and she was being a damn good basketball player. Don Staley said this: the way that. The media covers and the way that people discuss dominant teams that are that you can't uh, associate with or that you you may not like because they're different from you. They always got to put a title on it. For instance. Most of UConn's best players are African-American. Or Black. I haven't heard not one person talk about how how you know how how street they are or how how they have a team full of thugs or they're bullies. Not one person. I've heard their size is is a problem. I've heard uh they're a dominant team. I heard that they are a complete team. But why don't I hear this? Why didn't I hear the same thing when they talked about South Carolina all year? A team full of bullies. I heard that a lot. Why don't you hear that when I when they when they talked about LSU? LSU is one of the loudest teams all year, but they deserve to be cuz they were destroying people. The only two games they lost was against South Carolina, and I forgot who it was in the tournament, but they were up like 16 and just lost the lead. Why didn't I hear how dominant they were? I heard, you know, a a team full of thugs, a team full of, you know, bull like a a, a bullies team. A team that will strangle you. I heard that, too. Once they got the league, they just strangle you. What? Again, it goes back to my point. You have to be careful of how we describe women's sports. And sports in general, bro. Because the same words and the same language that we use for the men's side. Or the lack of criticism that we use for the men's side. Needs to be the same on the women's side. Again, all I heard, I have not heard, I've heard, I've barely heard how dominant lsu was in this in this tournament run i barely heard how dominant they were in the national championship i barely heard the fact that they were the first team in that in women's national championship history to score over 100 points i heard that they i haven't heard that they were one of the first they were It was one of it was the most viewed national champ women's national championship ever i haven't really heard that they had more viewers than the men's, I believe. I haven't really heard the fact of Angel Reese deserved to be the most improved player, or not improved, most outstanding player, and not the fact of her. I haven't heard anything about how Alexis Morris, how she didn't work at Baylor, how she didn't work at Rutgers, but she revived her career at LSU and now is a champion. I didn't hear any of that. Well, I barely heard any of that. You know what I heard? Angel Reese, she's classless, and she shouldn't have done that. She shouldn't have done the same thing that the player she did it to did it just two games ago. Or the fact of it's remarkable how, you know, Alexis Morris is is able to, to bounce back because she shouldn't be playing after, you know, getting kicked off of Kim Mulkey's team in Baylor. They want to villainize a team that deserves nothing but praise. Nothing but praise. LSU deserves all the praise that they get. And again, shouts out to LSU for winning the national championship. Well, well, well well-deserved. Well-deserved. And there you have it. That's been today's episode of the Unpopular Podcast. I truly appreciate you guys. Um, if you want a popular podcast shirt, hoodie, sweater, long sleeve joggers, link is in the description below. Multiple different colors, multiple different designs. Get your Unpopular Podcast merch today. Also, please subscribe to every you listening. Please subscribe to every you watching. It definitely means a lot to me. And until next time, much love.